Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Post Game Show, part of ba Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Jim, we got back-to-back -back wins, baby. Pirates win 8-7. to seven. Another very interesting game, though. But what's up? Another, uh, another three-home run performance. Back-to-back -back wins? From, a, from a very unlikely candidate, but... That's right. Hey, we'll take it. That's right. Yeah, back-to-back -back wins, back-to-back -back three home run games by a player, which now, as I tweeted out there, this is the third game the Pirates have had a person that has three home runs, and there's only 11 in all the MLB. So Pirates have three out of the 11 games because they're a powerhouse. They also became the first team in the history of the sport to have three different guys hit three home runs in the same month. That's right. History in the making. <laughs> that's, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> Historic 2022 uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. We're talking about a game that's been around for 150 years. No team has ever done what Brian Reynolds, Jack Sawinski, and tonight, we haven't even said his name yet, Michael Perez, three home run night. Uh, first time that's ever happened. He's getting suspended, right? Like, <laughs> I mean... He's getting checked right now. I think currently his urine. He's getting that random. Um, he's getting that random drug test. Yeah. I mean, come on, three <laughs> home runs tonight by Michael Perez. Yeah. Just, like just when, when you're at the Pat McAfee would always get the drug test after like an 80 yard punt. Is that what it was? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. But I mean, we're talking about a guy who was DFA'd, which honestly, you know, we talked about early season. Like that wasn't totally surprising and shocking. I mean, who replaced it with? Didn't make a whole lot of sense, but he was DFA comes up and like his first hit of the season was a big home run. And then he just quietly became, you know, Michael Perez until tonight where he jacks three home runs, which I mean, Jesus, as now we found out, we really needed all of them <laughs> to win this game. Once again, right. just like Brian Reynolds, three home runs yesterday, you need every bit of them. So the Pirates do win eight to seven tonight. Thank you, Michael Perez. Yeah, he uh, four for four night, three homers, uh, a single. He was he was on fire. His his uh, weighted runs created plus going into the game was sixteen. It's now at sixty one. So flip those numbers around. Um, you know, he's still only hitting one sixty nine, but hey, we'll take those three homers. Yeah, for real. No, it's funny. So, like you said, it went from 16 to 61. For the day, his weight run creative plus was 1,083. That's pretty so. good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> it's a thousand percent better than everyone else. <laughs> points better, I should say. Yeah. Um, like, seriously. That's ridiculous. But 
Yeah, no, hell of a game from him. And like you mentioned, they needed each and every one of those runs. Like he hit his third home run there in the uh, that was the eighth inning that he that he did right eighth inning. Yeah, um, and they needed it because Bucko Mike. <laughs> now I gotta admit, <laughs> I, I didn't see I didn't see beforehand, but when he hit the two home runs, I will say Bucko Mike said he's going three for he's getting three home runs tonight. That's not calling. He must have had, he had the buckle mic pep talk the before two. the game. Yeah, that's not that's not calling it. You can't call. You don't. You can't say you called a three homer night after he's already hit two. Like that's not calling it. Not giving you credit for that buckle mic. <laughs> but um, yeah. So so Perez, we needed every single run there. Um, Sawinski, another home run, and O'Neill Cruz just with an absolute bomb. His second yes. home run of the year. Uh, so it was a it was a good night. I mean, the, what was that? Six, seven, eight, six, seven, eight batters combined for five home runs, and all eight runs batted in tonight. I mean, it's again just shout out to Ben Charrington the the length of this lineup. You know what I mean? It just never ends. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was like, Perez, again, though, now, yeah, higher slugging percentage than Brian game. Hayes. There you go. Absolutely sustainable Somehow. as well. Yeah, but let's let's get into the whole depth of this game. So, starts off with JT Brubaker, Adrian Hauser. Hauser gets taken out early due to an injury, and I'll say at that point, I mean, you never like to see injuries happen, right? But at that point, the Pirates were in the lead. The bullpen's coming in. Not that the Milwaukee's bullpen's bad by any means. I mean, that's the strength they have is their bullpen. But getting to the bullpen that early was something to be kind of excited for. Again, not because of the circumstances, but kind of excited because you get into the bullpen early. That maybe changes a bit of the way the series goes. No, see, I actually think it's the opposite. I think the Pirates had a better chance if they if Hauser had stayed in. They um, had a lineup of eight lefties. So, like, bringing Hauser out of the game in the third inning to put in a, a lengthy lefty, and, and, like, they were they were hitting Hauser. And, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong, Suter didn't pitch well. But right. I think they would have done more against Hauser than they did against uh, against Suter. I mean, they only used yeah. three relievers. This isn't going to affect their bullpen in any way. They didn't use any of their good guys. Tomorrow, Corbin Burns is starting, so he's just going to go out there and pitch like eight scoreless with like fourteen that's strikeouts. True. That's and true. And none of this is going to matter. <laughs> so that, that's that's actually a really end. good point. Yeah. So I mean, none of these he is guys definitely are going eight. Good. Right. Yeah, he's going to go eight and like fourteen strikeouts, literally. And uh, it, this game won't matter. They only used three guys, and none of them were like their main guys. So. I don't really see this having much of an effect on the rest of the series. And like I said, I would have liked to have seen them against Hauser for a bit longer. But, uh, but yeah, something clearly wrong with Hauser after he walked. Uh, I think it was a walk to Vogelbach. Um, it was a four-pitch walk. And I think so, just, yeah. You could just tell maybe like some tingling in his arm or something because there, there was something wrong, you know, going, going up and down his right arm. Uh, so he gets taken out of the game. Which I did but, say uh, it was elbow discomfort. Yeah. 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 But uh, no, I, I I guess shout out to the bats. I mean, the bats hit the ball. Michael Perez, like I said, I, just otherworldly today. 
Jack Swinski with a good game. I said Cruz with just that bomb that he had. Good game by the offense. We've we've seen a couple games now back to back where, you know, the offense is is doing something. Right. Yeah, for sure. It was. I mean, much like yesterday, though. Like if it wasn't for Michael Perez, I know the offense was doing some damage today. A little bit better than yesterday, at least, where it was really just um, Brian Reynolds. Just but Reynolds. It was almost yeah. the same thing. Like outside of Michael Perez, there was some offense, but like this. This Pirates team needed Michael Perez. Like all, all, every bit of those four hits and five RBIs that he had. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, hey, you got it done somehow or another. It wasn't likely there's going to be Michael Perez. It ended up being Michael Perez. So thank you, Michael Perez. Pirates do squeak out this win. But to start with JT Brubaker. So much mm-hmm. like, I should say much like yesterday, but yesterday with Keller Day, right? Keller's been doing well with a two seam. So you're intrigued to see Keller and how he performs. And JT Brubaker, also kind of the same scenario here. You've been intrigued how he's been performing of recent. Um, not one of his better games, but he at least held on, pitched well enough to keep the Pirates into the, you know, this game and such. So, um, yeah, like I don't come away looking at this saying, you know, great job by JT Brubaker, even though he gets his second win of the year. <laughs> um, it wasn't yeah. a pretty performance. No, it wasn't like his best start, but like you mentioned, he kept the team in it. He, he gave them a little bit of length, too. He was efficient. It really, until that sixth inning, I thought there was a shot he was going to go for a seventh. But that sixth inning dragged on a little bit. He gave up his fourth run. Uh, so so at that point, you know, he was he was done. But, um, I mean, this, this Brewers team isn't awful either. Like, I mean, if you look at the lineup, Andrew McCutcheon's on fire, and McCutcheon just kind of yeah, destroyed uh, Brubaker today. When he had a three hit three hit game, um, and then you just like look up and down, and it's just full of guys who just give the Pirates problems. Um, you know, Yelich yes. had a good game today. Colton Wong with two more hits today. Like he's just he's just a Pirates killer overall. We've we've had to deal with Colton Wong now for like ten years, um, and oh, I yeah. feel like every single time he comes up big. Like I thought for sure he was going to hit a three run homer you know, in the ninth inning there, like he, he got a single that I, I was, I was, I was bracing for the three run Colton long Homer to take the lead in the ninth. Um, yeah. I'm with you I, now. I'll be it though. Yeah. He did have that error at second today. Very un Colton long like. Yeah. Against did, the Pirates. He did. So. he did make another really nice play there too, on a double play, like starting. It, yes. So. But no, I thought, like I said, Brubaker was, he wasn't outstanding. He wasn't, awful you know he he got the job done he pitched six innings he got through six innings with a lead we'll take it um good job by crow and stratton coming in to put up some zeros Mm -hmm. and then bednar just first off i was surprised they put him in i didn't think they were going to put him in with the once they got that that four run lead in the eighth i didn't think they would go with him just for out of precaution like give him another day there's no point putting him in there with a four run lead you have like a 98% win expectancy with a four-run lead in the ninth inning. So I thought they would go someone else, but they didn't. And he just was not sharp. And so it, it just raises some questions as to, you know, how injured is he? Like, should should the, should the should he have been put on the, the IL? Mm-hmm. If, if not, then, you know, we can chalk it up to a bad game, but this is now a couple bad games in a row from him, you know? So you just kind of assume something's wrong there. And if they, if they put him in here with a four run lead, 
when something clearly isn't right, I, I'm not a huge fan of that. Right. So, uh, yeah, like let's kind of little talk about that a bit here. You know, it is a four run lead. It's not like you needed David Bednar, particularly, you know, at that point in time. You know, like why you've been putting David Santos in some bigger situations, right? Which we've commended them for. That's something we've wanted mm-hmm. to see. He's getting some of that experience, which of course he did tonight as well. But, um, like, why not just do it? Like, why not just save? You don't, it's not as if this is a one or two run game and it's like Bednar saying he's available. You're saying he's available. It's a big spot. Go in. It's, it's a four run lead at that point. Why don't you maybe just save your bullets a little bit? You know, he, he's just coming back. This would be his first time. I can see the other side of it though. It's, he is coming back. We're deeming him healthy and it's not a big pressure game. So maybe put him in here right now. That, that, that's my only uh, seeing the other side yeah. of this. You know, hey, I, it's I not a one or two run game and all the pressure's on him. So maybe let's ease him in here. It's four runs. Do your thing, which he didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, think I, would actually, always, I would side of the precaution and just say, hey, Delos Santos, just shut this down. Or as I'm actually going to agree with Bucko Mike here in the comments, just put Stratton back out there for the ninth. No, the don't I'm fine do with it. That. No, yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no. Listen, he did his job. Move forward. <laughs> what we need less of is Stratton pitching two innings. Okay. I wouldn't have brought De Los Santos in then with a four run lead because he just he just pitched yesterday too. I think this is actually three. This might be three games in a row now for De Los Santos. No, three out of four. Okay. Because he pitched Monday, Wednesday, and then today. He went two innings on Monday. But today was just one out at least. Um, Yeah. With this decision, obviously, yes, I get it. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, But I will say this, like, like, great job. Like, De Los Santos, for sure. Like, I'm getting more – I have more and more trust in him every time I see him pitch. You know, this was was another big spot he was put into tonight – and he got the job done. One, one batter, one out. Right, he did. He did. Like I said, he's he's getting those situations. It's something you want to see. Uh, we talk about young guys, right? He's a reliever. He's a he's a rookie, right? His first taste at Moby experience. He's getting some of that experience. I mean, this is something you're looking for in the future. I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to end up being a high leverage guy. He could, but let's get him some of those innings right now. So you go into next year, and you might have a late inning guy. Um, so I liked it. He performed, got his second save of his career, right? Last yesterday being the first one. Um, but yeah, Bednar certainly not looking good. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit concerned now. And the fact that he pitched, how many was it tonight? I mean, he had, he had quite a few pitches he threw. Yeah. 30 pitches he ended up throwing tonight. So like coming back from injury, now he's throwing 30. So I just assume he's probably not available for like the next three days. Uh, he threw 30 he threw 30 pitches. So, yeah, I can't imagine Bednar being available until at least Saturday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, like, that's his part of the problem. Like, there's not too many guys you can trust in the bullpen. So, all right. Um, but what else? I mean, Crow had a, a nice, fantastic outing tonight. He's back to doing what he was doing before. Stratton did the job, yeah. like you said. So, in the bullpen – Outside of David Budnar, which is ironic to say, 
did their job. No, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, Crow looked great. Stratton did the job. Um, I, I've all, I, I'm like one of the only Chris Stratton believers out there, apparently. You so and me, boy. You I, and me. I typically like when he goes in, everybody gets all, oh, no, not Chris Stratton. I, I have faith in Chris Stratton. I know he's blown some games, but he also gets put in a lot of situations that, you know, he gets the opportunity to blow games. So he's going to do that. <laughs> um, but I mean, he's someone's he, got to blow him on this team. <laughs> but if you look like, I mean, hold, you know, I'm, I'm not going to cite hold as a stat and say it's like the end all be all thing, but, you know, Chris Stratton has more holds than Will Crow. Right. So, I mean, Chris Stratton has held more leads in close games than Will Crow. You wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that, you know, but. I could make the argument that that's only because Will Crow probably tacked on some wins because <laughs> how he was used yeah. earlier on. Uh, you're, you're right. Yeah. I mean, Chris, I mean, but, Will Crow um, had, he's got how many wins this year? Um, I think at least three. He's got three, yeah, and five losses. There you go. But I'm with you about Stratton again, though. My worry is the multi innings. Stratton is a good reliever. Put him in for the inning you need. Let him do his job. Move forward. Yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm good with that. I but like I said, I would have been fine with the second inning with the four run lead. I wouldn't have had an issue with it. I, I guess if you would have played it the same way you played with tonight with Bednar, like have him go out there, but have De Los Santos ready. Yeah, have a because it is four runs. So I, I, I guess I could go with that. I still would prefer that over Bednar tonight. Yeah, yeah, and then as I said, now you just got to think: is is like is Bednar heading for the IL? Do you just kind of treat him like this is normal? I'll be interested to see what goes, what happens from this point right. forward because he clearly isn't himself lately. No. It just, I mean, like you tell, like, I mean, that one pitch was like 10 feet in the air that he threw and his last yeah. that bad, I believe it was, you know, I mean, I, mm -hmm. the velocity seemed to be pretty much there, but his, I mean, his pitches were all over the place. He was just not himself. Yeah. No um, command. He was getting hit hard. You know, he wasn't generating mm -hmm. swings and misses on the fastball. Like, yeah, it was just not not normal. Right. All right. So let's move on to you know more of the offense outside of Michael Perez, as we talked about him enough. Um, so again, as you said with O'Neill Cruz, and this is why I mean, I still have some bitterness carrying over from yesterday about all the talks and people comping O'Neill Cruz. Um, and just like for some reason labeling him what he is after 40 plate appearances this year. And right. it, you know, like today proved it. So like David Todd comping him and Josh Van Meter because they had like the same WRC plus and like these numbers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like player A and player B, who would you want or something like that? And it's like, I mean, he's had 40 plate appearances. Come on, stop it. And what happened right. in one swing tonight, he went from 74 to a 101 way to create 101 way to run trade plus because that's how stupid you look when you're comping and using a 40 plate appearance sample size and one swing it affected it that much so this is why everyone just needs to be patient just sit back and watch like who cares about the the numbers per se even you bucko mike i know you're in this chat 
quoting Mr. 211 or whatever you say, like that doesn't ultimately matter. And no, it doesn't. Right. So another huge home his run. His home run today. I mean, the home run today races OPS like 110 points. Yeah. Is that right? Like, yeah. What are we doing? Right. Why, 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 it's like, again, it's like he's, he's how many games in? This was his 10th start of the year. <laughs> he's a week and a half into the major league season. Um, yeah. Yeah. We don't need to be comparing his stat lines to people who have been on the field all year. Like, right. it's just not, they're not the same. Right. He'll have career numbers as well. Who's seen them will be pitching more than a week. <laughs> but again, it is, it is. O'Neill Cruz, we'll talk about. So he did have the big home run. That second plate appearance, I mean, that was just a terrible call on that second strike. Uh, I oh. mean, he went three, three strikes, yeah. watched every one of them, which it really would have been two and one. I'm sorry, one and two. Yeah, he was getting that- the, um, he was getting like the Julio Rodriguez treatment on that one. Um, when was that? That was uh, right. I'm trying to pull up that at bat so I can look at it. That was against Sutter. Yeah, I mean that strike two was a full. That was like five, four or five inches inside. You know, and that that mm-hmm. that changes the count from oh from one one to oh two. Yeah, it's, it's right. It just changes the dynamic of an at bat. And you know, when you're facing a lefty who can who. who you've never seen before and you know 02 makes you a lot more comfortable than than 1-1 mm-hmm. but uh yeah definitely i mean i'm looking at the <laughs> it was it was nowhere near a strike that's for sure the other two right. were the other two were yep so again i mean this, this is what you get with cruz but he's learning he's developing um and i'm glad you said julio rodriguez actually i forgot about the whole julio rodriguez treatment as well he was getting wrecked with those calls earlier in the season mm-hmm. Um, but again, like that's who I comp with. Like, if you look at his first 40 plate appearances, he's way worse than even O'Neill Cruz. And right now he's like a two and a half yeah. war, 130, 140 yeah. ish way to run create plus something like that. I mean, he's just outstanding. So everyone relax. Just this watch is what him. we're and seeing. Like, when right I watch now, him, he looks he looks good. <laughs> you can you can tell. Like you can tell when you're watching him at the plate that like he's dangerous. Right. You know, An- Anthony just wrote it in here that you know, watching you know, put that comment up, but like you're just watching the plate appearances there and just, just looking at him, you can tell that there's just something different about him. Um, Uh So, and and again, this kind of goes back to, I don't want to get too much into it, but you know, in April when we were talking about how, you know, Bobby Wood Jr. and Julio Rodriguez and these guys who were promoted quickly were struggling right off the bat. Right. Well, yeah, they were just promoted this is our first time seeing major league pitching there. There's going to be an adjustment period. They've got to get used to it. So like this, that we're this stuff that we're seeing out of O'Neill Cruz right now, like clearly we can see the talent that he possesses, but yeah, he's going to go through some growing pains because this is his first extended look of major league playing time. It's not like last year where he got, you know, two, two starts against the reds at the end of the year. Right. That's, that's not really anything to, to look at, but you know, once you start getting everyday playing time in the major leagues, like you're going to, people are going to adjust to you. You're going to have to adjust to them. Uh, and, and we're just, we're seeing that in real time now, but like Anthony mentions in that comment, like you can see, <laughs> you can see the potential in O'Neill Cruz and like what he is capable of doing. And he is doing things already right now that you just don't see other people do. 
like that home run tonight, he hit over the he hit it over the seats in right center field. Like you don't see too many balls hit that far at PNC Park. And both of his homers have been like line drive lasers. Like Just that's the crazy laser, part too. He, he has laser beams. I think today he hit that ball over 110 miles an hour today. I think the Pirates yeah. had like 13 of those all year, and he's got like five of them or four, four or five of them. He's a freak. He is a freak, but and like you're talking about, you know, Bobby Witt, all that stuff, right? Like, I want to go back to like Jack Sawinski. I mean, when he first came up, you and I were talking much over and over and over about, I mean, don't look at the numbers because the numbers don't tell the story. You and I were actually very impressed with Jack Sawinski, how he looked. Now, at some point, numbers have to mm-hmm. translate, but you know, when he first came up that first week or two, I mean, he was the numbers weren't there, they were terrible, right? But we were impressed in how he looked. I mean, he looks comfortable, he looks like a major leaguer. And it's it's still not the overall numbers. Like he's still not a great player by any means, but he's holding his own. I mean, he has the power. He's in the lineup, and I know he's batting two sixteen, but a seven sixty one OPS he has. You know, I mean, he he's a major league player right now. And same thing with like like O'Neill Cruz, right? The numbers don't really speak to what you're seeing. If you're watching the game and you're watching him take at bats, he's been good. And so, now the numbers after one swing of the bat today aren't really all that bad, <laughs> right? Right, because, you know, we love to talk about small yeah. sample size. Right. All right. Um, and Madris, fly guy, gets another hit. I mean, he also, again, I mean, he's not young, per se, in that sense, but he's a newcomer, and he's he's been holding his own, man. I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect this. I felt, you know, he's ready. I mean, he's old enough. He'd probably come over and be a major leaguer. Mm-hmm. But it's looking like a small sample. I mean, he, but, again, like, he's been impressive, too. Yeah. I mean, he strikes me as a guy who he's got enough experience at the minor league level. You know, I mean, he has a lot of minor league at bats, you know, he's, he's played full seasons for five years now, essentially. Um, So like he, he, he knows his way around a batter's box. Uh, I I still don't like long-term potential there with Bly Madris. I, I, I'm not really seeing it, but he could be one of those guys who just as he's, he's a late bloomer and he can at least be a contributor on a team. I, I, I don't think anybody should be penciling Bly Madris into, you know, future starting lineups or anything like that, but I'm not penciling right at all. But yeah, I mean, this is a guy who wasn't on the 40 man. Like no one's talked no. about him basically for, you know, years and such. He just comes up and he's, he's going to work. Yeah, he's he's done a very good job. Been very impressed with him. Definitely want to see more of him. You know, I'm not by no means am I writing him off, but uh, he he's done everything you would have wanted him to do at this point. Right. Except draw sure. a walk. Hasn't drawn a walk yet. <laughs> well, that must mean he's not good. That must, he can't draw that's, a walk. That's that must mean. That's the marker. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess if you know, Donald Driss doesn't draw a walk, it doesn't matter. But if Elno no Cruz walks doesn't. in 35 plate appearances, so you know, hmm, they're 40 bad. Sounds familiar. But yeah, again, like no qualm like, complaints about Bly. He's he's doing his job and he's earning his keep right now. And hey, again, he's an outfielder. Now I get it. He's a lefty, which there's 28 on this 26 man roster. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but he's an outfielder, and that's a commodity for this team right now because they need him. Um, so he's doing his job, and uh, 
I guess, again, like going back to Jack Swinski, I mean, he had another homer tonight, two for three. Yeah. He's, he's doing his job, too. So, Man, actually, uh, now with his homer, with... that was his 13th. So, now he overtakes from Julio Rodriguez again, right, with the MLB lead and homers. Yeah, I think, I think Julio hit his 12th last night. Yep. So, yeah. Let me look at that. Yeah. They're yeah. not playing today, are they? And then Witt has 11. So Seattle. So, yeah, I mean, Jack Zielinski still at, yep. this, at this point of the year still leads all rookies in home runs. He actually, I mean, he's got a hundred and he's got 112 less plate appearances than Julio Rodriguez, too. And he's he's put up 13 home runs. Now, Julio has a lot higher on base percentage. <laughs> A lot higher batting average. Like he's he's the better Mind player. You, I'm not comping <laughs> the two. <laughs> bases. Like Julio's gonna be a twenty twenty guy in his first major league season here, but um yeah, but yeah, no, like a five more player. Right, right now, like the power from Sawinski is legit. Like he has good power. I mean, you you take this over a over a full season and you know it prorates to like over thirty home runs. I don't think yeah. either of us. I don't think anybody would have said that at the beginning of the year. Uh, Tyler will let Jackson you know that I certainly wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> I was skeptic on the power. Jack Sawinski, potential thirty home run guy. I don't. I don't think anybody would have had that. Could you imagine that happening though? Too. Like, what if he does? Like, he's going to get what to twenty. This year? He won't yeah. get to thirty this year just because the number of bats. But like. If he does this again next year over the course of a full season, he's a 30 home run guy. I take back everything. Like the way he's playing, I take back everything on the Adam Fraser trade, but it's all on him. Now, Marcano still has to prove it to me because I still have my doubts on him, even though you're much higher and you're all in on Marcano. Um, but with Swinsky alone, so far, what I'm seeing again, like if he can just become a fourth outfielder, she looks like he can be a competent one, you know? You can certainly have worse who can also with a DH now slide into be a DH, you know, here and there or whatever. I mean, that and Fraser Trey. I mean, you could, he could be the so left, he could be the, the main part of a corner outfield platoon, you know, where you mm-hmm. get another, you get a right handed outfielder back out there. He starts against righties, righty starts against lefties. Like you're, you you have those, you know, in, in the corner outfield. I Man, I would, if he could be that and then put up numbers like this, yeah, that, I'll take that. Right. Yep. So good game from all the rookies, really. Mm-hmm. And Michael Press, just as you would have drawn it up. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh, so what else? I think that's it. That's all I got. Uh, Yu Chang DFA before the game. So, you know, our, our long Yu Chang nightmare is over there. But, uh, so Yu Chang DFA'd, Tukapita Marcano activated. So Marcano back on the roster. Um, By the way, <laughs> sorry, Anthony, I got to do it to you. <laughs> Anthony says Mike Judge is the missing piece. I, f- I fully agree. <laughs> he, does, he does correct himself. But, he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Aaron Judge would be a nice piece <laughs> on this team. Right-handed power. He could back. be the other side of the platoon. 
Yeah, we could do that. It's Sawinski, Judge Blitzer. Sawinski would be the larger part of the platoon. And then, you know, Aaron Judge on the other on the other end. Just play him against lefties. Yeah. There you go. I like yeah, that idea. Um, no, but However, so, so Marcano back. It looks like Dwayne Underwood Jr. is getting close. Mm-hmm. He was there today doing some rehab, but he is going back to Altoona. I would imagine Dwayne Underwood Jr. joins this bullpen within the next week or so would be my guess. Uh Jason DeLay will probably be added here soon just because Heineman's wife is like about to have a baby like any day now, apparently. So uh, DeLay is in Altoona right now, kind of awaiting that call. Um, that's that's kind of it, though. I mean, right right now it's just the, the next big story is going to be like what happens when all these other guys come off the IL. So you've got you've got Underwood on the pitching side and Zach Thompson too. So Underwood and Zach Thompson, and then you've got Kevin Newman, Jake Marisnik. Well, Marisnik's not ready yet, but still a bit but away, Newman, but Gamble, Newman and Gamble being the main guys, and Yoshi. So Yoshi, Newman, Gamble, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of tough decisions to make, which, again, is, like, somewhat ironic on this 2020 team because mm-hmm. there's some really easy decisions, but I feel like they're not going to go with the easy ones, which – then goes into like the tough ones. I mean, because again, like these young guys are playing. Like Swinsky's earning his keep. Bly's earning his keep. Like Arnold Cruz is already here. You know, there's, there's a lot of guys that deserve to be here that probably like you're going to make that decision on some of them. Like Castillo, you know, he's, he's kind of a mixed yeah. bag right now. Like, like the power's been there, but nothing really else this month. Yeah. I mean, if I'm guessing, like Castillo goes down for Newman. Oh yeah, Dylan Peters too. So uh, with another mm. another uh, another right. person coming off here soon. So yeah, so you've got all these people, but like I would imagine Newman comes up, and Newman probably gets the bulk of your playing time at second base. I agree. For now. Um, <laughs> for now. For now. Yeah. Um. So so then it's like, all right. Well, then do you send Castillo down? And do you keep Marcano or do you send Marcano down when Yoshi? So I, I could see that Diego and Marcano maybe being sent down when Yoshi and Newman come up, but then you still have Van Meter. He's got I feel Van, like Van Meter there. Like has to go. Like <laughs> I would have never thought Van Meter would be on this team on June thirtieth. No, like when they when they when they traded for him uh, in the beginning of the year, I was like, all right, well he'll be a guy. He'll be there for a couple weeks, and that's it. Right, <laughs> but. I'm with you. Like I felt, yeah. if it wasn't the first, you know, couple of weeks, it was going to be that when that roster trimmed, which I know mm-hmm. it delayed a little bit. But he wasn't surviving a roster trim by any means, and he did. Yeah, he's he even survived. An, and, he survived an IL stint and being activated yeah. too. So right. Yeah, so, but I just feel yeah. it's it, it, his time has to come when all these guys come back. I mean, he has to. There's no way I feel like you can send down anyone outside of Marcano. And Castillo at this point, as far as like, like the younger guys. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately you got to choose between Van Meter and Yoshi, right? I mean, because because right now, like the middle infield is so jammed, like Van Meter doesn't even fit into the middle infield anymore. Like Van Meter is basically a first baseman at this point, which he's terrible at. Right. I mean, he's proven like he's just absolutely terrible defensively at first base. So, I mean, like, I think that's, I, 
I think ultimately that's the decision is Van Meter or Yoshi. You you can't keep both for an extended period of time. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess what you could ultimately state is Van Meter has the flexibility as far as positions. I know you're saying there's a log jam in the middle of the field, but he has the ability to play everywhere where Yoshi, I mean, he really is at the age just yeah. playing first base. I mean, everything we're saying about Van Meter, you can say about Yoshi. Like, he's also terrible at first base as well. Um, yeah. Probably just a hair better, though. But, like, I feel like that's maybe his saving grace is he can play everywhere. But I think ultimately also on the same side, he's dirt cheap. Yoshi was mm -hmm. a $4 million investment, and you probably want to see something out of your investment. So you might stay and keep. Because, again, if you're going to say Yoshi's bad, also Josh Van Meter's bad. So why do I want to keep the four million dollar bad person, or do I want to keep the seven hundred thousand dollar bad person? I'll probably keep the four million dollar investment, part ways with this one, right, and hope to get something out of my four million dollar investment. So I ultimately feel like they're going to go Yoshi over to Josh Van Meter, which to me is what I would. I've do. kind but of, then I've kind I of forgotten like how bad gone soon. <laughs> I kind of forgot how bad Yoshi was. Like I just pulled up his fan graphs page. It's so bad. It's so, yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, he turned into like just a, a, a singles walk guy <laughs> who God, doesn't hit for singles. Awful. Like when he hits, it's a single. Yeah, he's not even really a singles guy because he can't hit those either. He just doesn't hit anything. Right. But I just feel like that's that would be my decision. But again, I feel like yeah. both should be DFA. Like I'm ready to move on from Yoshi and ready to move on from Josh Mammeter. Why's been taking first base, you know, at bats or first base <laughs> defensively and Triple A, like I would rather have Bly and Chavis handling my first base duties. Because there's do. no way Bly is any worse than Josh Bammeter. And he actually is hitting and he's part of your future. So just go with that. And that gets him at bat. Like, you know, because the outfield is going to eventually get crowded when Gamble comes back and such. Like, that's, yeah. that's ultimately what I would want to do. Just move on from Bammeter and Yoshi. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Wow. This is weird. Uh, anything else? That's pretty much all for me. I'm talk. ready. We were, I say we were like 18 minutes into this, and I was like, "What else are we going to talk about?" And then we just talked about Josh <laughs> right. and Meter for 20 minutes. But as Buckle Mike says, yeah, roster cleanup. It's 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 time. You know, I said it yesterday. Like you're starting to see this roster become more competent. Let's continue that. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, you start seeing an actual, like, competent type of roster. So I'm good with it. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely more competent now than it was, you know, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's getting there. And then you – I mean, I you even add, like – and I know, like, he's not great, but like you add Kevin Newman, and he's at least, like, a major leaguer, you know? Um, yeah. And then Ben Gamble too. Ben Gamble's just—he's solid. Like he's been—he's yeah. been good. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it he goes. Actually, will add length to that lineup. Yeah, you know, like Ben Gamble in that lineup is—is is a good. It's a positive. But yeah, back to back eight to seven victories tomorrow. Rowanzy Day. Rowanzy yes. Day tomorrow. Against Corbin Burns, I always feel like Rowanzy always He's goes got up some against tough matchups, like just studs. I feel like because he, he had McClanahan last time, right? Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And he had... Is he going against oh, Flaherty, actually? He had some bum against the Cubs the time before that, but... Um, well, they're all bums against the Cubs. But did he yeah, go against no, Flaherty but... as well? Against the Cardinals? Maybe. And then, of course, his th- first start against Mackenzie Gore, who was lights out at the time. Yeah, that too. But yeah, Ronzi against Corbin Burns tomorrow, 7.05. Corbin Burns has been on fire. Yeah, I'm, I'm just be honest. I'm going on prize picks tomorrow, and I'm, I'm putting been on <laughs> He has uh, he has eight or more strikeouts in each of his last four games. Yeah, and, mind uh, you. Yeah, he's been good. Still, yep. I, for some reason, I was I had the impression that like Corbin Burns was having a down year, like in April. Oh no! And I think it was just his first start. He gave up three runs, and so it gave me that impression. But, well, my God, you know, three runs and a star. <laughs> We're out here talking like, hey, JT Brubaker, man, he had a quality start last yeah. outing. And it's like, oh, my God, Gordon Burns, three on runs. The world's falling apart. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's good. As they say, he is him. Yes. He's yeah. good. All right. All let's right. get out of here. Yeah. Actually, we'll take this one last question. Anthony wants to know, who will you commit to? If someone hits three dingers again tomorrow. No, I'm saying, what would you commit to do? Oh, my bad. I can't read or write. How about this? When's the um when's the when's the Pirates Charities game? Oh shoot. Yeah, it's tomorrow. That like just sprung is up. Is that is that tomorrow? Kind of irritates me because we need to do something. But is that, that tomorrow? I think it is tomorrow. So here's the deal. If Pirates if not, then it's Saturday. If a Pirates player hits Let's see. Let's find out when the charity game is. The charity game is um, there we go. 2022 Pirates charity game. Uh, Friday. It's tomorrow. Friday 1st. Yep. All right. So if someone hits three home runs tomorrow, I'm gonna donate 500 bucks and get a Key Brian Hayes autographed jersey. <laughs> there you go, Anthony. $500 donation to Pirates Charities tomorrow. If we get another three home run game by, I just like the way you phrase that too, and how it's going down. You know, like when you get that jersey, your wife's like, "Why did you buy another jersey?" Oh, it's, it was for charity. For like deep down, like rate. I mean, you're gonna buy that anyways. I know you, Jim. You're probably gonna buy that yeah. anyways. I'm getting a. Could Brian Hayes autograph jersey, and now you just get to phrase it in. Oh, I lost this bet. I got to donate five hundred dollars, but I'm only getting like a Brian Hayes, you know, autograph jersey out of it. it doesn't like seem that. like a bad deal. So for five hundred bucks, you donate to charity. You get a Hayes autograph jersey. You get an overnight bag, two Pirates tickets, and an autographed baseball. And is it just one or two autographs? I think it well, is it's just a jersey. This year. It's a jersey and a ball. Yeah. And, uh, well, they've always had two autograph baseballs, but I, I remember this year's a lot different. But I think yeah, this year is just one autograph baseball now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good. I mean, there we go. It's a there good we get. go. Yeah. So that's sounds three good. homers, and that'll happen. All right. Sounds good. Good deal. Well, let's get out of here. We will see you guys tomorrow after Corbin Burns throws eight innings for thirteen strikeouts. However. 
the Pirates win because someone hits the third home run in the ninth inning off Josh Hader. So there we go. There we go. go. We'll see you guys then. Take it easy. Bye-bye. See you guys. 